0: I created a pathway of something that was different and scary and when you're the first person to do something you get a lot of hate you get a lot of weird looks you get a lot of judgment
1: this moment is building you into your most powerful self your strongest self the person that you were born to be so step into the light stand in your full power and remember who the fuck you are. Welcome back to Remember Who the Fuck You Are. I'm your host, Ashley Kristen, And today we're talking about how to overcome your fears and turn them into power, profit, and purpose. And we are joined by self-love expert, creator, and travel influencer. Let's welcome Lexi Peters. Hi. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm honored to be on Remember Who the Fuck You Are. Yay. We're happy to have you here. So who the fuck are you? Uh,
0: That's a loaded question.
1: (laughs) Is it? Who the fuck are you beyond your name, beyond any role you play in your home or business, just based on your life experiences? What has it taught you that your identity is? Who the fuck are you?
0: In all honesty, to keep it short and sweet, I feel like I have learned that my truth and when I think about who I am, I've just learned to embrace that I'm just a big kid. I love life. I get excited over everything. I love people. I love experiencing new things and I love helping others and just, I'm just a big kid. I just love life.
1: I love that answer. And and I have to be honest with you, like I wasn't expecting it, but I absolutely love the answer. And I want to dive deeper into that. Like what led to you realizing that you're just a big kid at heart? And I think usually
0: that wouldn't be my answer because I would think that I would have to answer in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Right. Or I would feel like, oh, like, what's my title? What do I have to do? Like, who do I have to be? But like when I think of me at the core, finally getting to that place of learning who I am, learning who the fuck I am is just like, Yeah, like that's what feels aligned, is that like, I'm just a big kid and I'm learning to embrace all of that and just the excitement of life.
1: And what led to that discovery of you like, I'm a big kid and that's absolutely okay? I think through every experience I've had, it always came down
0: to what I love to do. And that was always connecting to my inner child because everything I love to do are things I did when I was younger. So me being a big kid is something that comes out and like that energy comes out through every person I meet, through everything I do, you know, whether it's even just me dancing or creating something like I have an excitement like a little kid would. Mm -hmm. And I think that stems from really connecting with my inner child and that. Yeah, I feel like that's what makes sense to me. And then, of course, all the other life experience that I'm sure we'll talk about today.
1: Okay, so I know sometimes it's very hard for us to even connect with our inner child, number one, because not everybody even is just at that level, have that self-awareness, is at that level of consciousness. So like what really made you dive into shadow work, connecting with this deep unconscious part of yourself? Okay, so we want a little background, little story.
0: Okay. I grew up in a really big family and I went to a really big school. And within that, I think I always kind of ended up feeling like I had to fit in or like I had to find my place within all these people, right? And that turned into people pleasing and that turned into all these things of just trying to be the best and trying to get noticed and trying to be heard. And that then led to being teased at home, bullied at school. And through all of those experiences that led to me not feeling like I was enough and constantly trying to fit in and be someone I wasn't to like make other people happy feeling lonely and that led to thoughts of depression and dark thoughts which are sometimes hard to talk about and look back on especially when you're at a point when you're really happy so like looking back I'm like whoa
1: yeah does it still scare you today is that a wound that you feel like is still festering obviously healing is a forever process but is that like triggering for you
0: I don't think it's triggering anymore only because I've grown past it and I've healed those things with all my new experiences and creating safe spaces. So when I did feel those things and I got to that point, you know, it got to as far as dark thoughts of thinking, why am I here? Mm. Right. And then that led to trying to take my own life. And that was a turnaround point for me where I realized I'm sitting with my mom and I'm just like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Who wants to feel like this? So that led me to reaching out for help. And it wasn't your typical, like, going to therapy and that type of help because I wasn't really sure what to do. And Mm -hmm. I, I really looked into my friends. And I looked into people who had a life that I almost wanted or had a belief system I wanted. And I then started getting invited to really cool community events like I got invited to moon circles and that was where I would just hang out with a lot of people who are into spirituality and we'd talk about the full moon and it was kind of like church for us you know Mm -hmm. and it created faith and hope and I loved it. Shout out to James. He's my business partner now, but I've known him. I met him when I was sixteen years old. and i I would like to say he's, you know, part of the reason why I'm still here. and he just helped me feel less alone, right? and feel like I belong. He really was just like, everyone has a purpose. And that triggered me to wanting to find out what my purpose was. That's
1: an interesting story. What did your family support system look like? Because you said mm. you were so afraid of just, like, being your authentic self, was it? Mm. Because to me today, you're so authentic. Like, you know when Lexi (laughs) Peters walks in a room, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm like, I wanna know more background story of why you really felt like you didn't fit in and what the family support looked like around that.
0: At the time, you know, when you're younger, you don't have the mindset you do now. I always think about my coming out story, coming out into the LGBT community. And I'm just like, I wish I knew what I did now back then because Mm -hmm. I would have done it so differently but I think a lot of where all that came from and feeling like I didn't fit in and feeling like I was afraid to be myself was because who I was was really different Mm -hmm. than everyone around me okay growing up it's like you gotta go to college you gotta get married you Mm -hmm. gotta be in love with a boy and you gotta do all these things and a lot of those things didn't align with what I thought my life was gonna look like So I think I was afraid to speak up and speak my truth. And I was afraid to be like, I don't want to go to church today because I'm not really sure about this whole God thing. And I'm confused Mm -hmm. of the church. And like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't align. So the religion was one thing that was really hard for me to almost come out with. And then there was the whole, I don't really want to go to college. Why do I have to apply? And why do I have to do really good in school when I feel like school isn't really even what the world is about? And then it came to sexuality and... Going on dates with boys was uncomfortable and dressing super girly was uncomfortable. Things like that triggered me feeling uncomfortable to be myself because they were things that didn't feel like me.
1: I think you and I are very similar in just questioning why we have to follow the rules that society has said that we must follow, you know? And that even
0: leads into my romantic dynamic. What is th- okay? Now I want to know more. Well, that's just like things we've talked about that I'm sure we'll get to, but in the sense of when you're growing up, also it's boy and girl get married, have a baby, right? Live happily ever after, and then you grow up and you learn about non-monogamy and polyamory, <laughs> and you're like, wait, there's more rules that I don't want to follow. Yeah. But yeah, just going back to the you know the main question of just I didn't feel like I could be myself because all these rules didn't feel. Like they would make me happy. It's just all these rules of society that don't feel right.
1: So this actually leads into this theory that I have, and I'm not even sure if you heard episode two of this podcast, but in the end of that episode, I talk about how I have a theory that people are born with certain numerical identities. There doesn't have to be a number attached to them. And these numbers don't really necessarily say that one is ranked higher than the other, but I consider this podcast for, because it's it's myself, I'm helping number ones of the world. Mm. Remember who the fuck they are. Who is a number one? A creative, an entrepreneur, a visionary, someone that can see the world before it's actually manifested into this physical reality. A number one is a person that creates the rules. They not only just question them, they create their own rules and then other people follow them. A number Ooh. one is deeply influential to the rest of the world and is a leader in so many different ways. So it sounds like you are a true number one, even just like the story and similarities and parallels of our upbringing and childhood of thought processes, of questioning things at such a young age and deciding to break free of those traditional patterns. I always know when I'm around a number one because I can deeply feel that person's energy and there's this like connection like, damn, do you feel like a number one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and
0: it's funny cuz I categorize it as something different.
1: What do you categorize it as? So there's
0: people in my life who I consider soul tribe. Okay. And people in my soul tribe are people on this same number one thought process. Okay. And then there's muggles. They're closed-minded. They're not open to taking risks and chasing your dream. Like, that's scary. Like They just follow the rules. They follow the rules. They do what society tells them, and they stay comfortable. They stay in relationships they're not happy in because they're scared. They don't think there's anything more out there. I have this inner knowing, crazy feeling inside of me that there's more. And sometimes it scares me. It freaks me out. The amount of deaths and rebirths mentally, spiritually, and emotionally I go through throughout one year of just, like, who am I? Losing myself, recreating myself, and, like... A lot of the time is like almost like identity, almost like dysmorphia. Oh, like a lot of the times I'm like, I don't know who I am or like what I'm doing. And I think it's because I feel like I'm meant to do so much. And there's just so much in the world. And how I guess you're saying is like number ones are in charge of creating the roles and sometimes taking the lead and being the first to do things and setting
1: a trend. Like it can be overwhelming. It's scary. Absolutely. And there's no blueprint, right? We're creating the blueprint. And I totally get you because I feel the same way. Like, it took me (laughs) so much time to figure out, first of all, like, What am I meant to do? Because I know that I am here for a very strong purpose and reason. And I know it's big and it's powerful. But I have all these gifts, all these talents. How do I really hone it in to make sense? And then it like all lines up. So I totally feel where you're coming from with that. And you know what? I really want to talk more about this soul tribe energy because this is your version of number ones. Mm -hmm. And you talk about finding James in this community of people. How did you find James in this community? When I was younger, there was this girl I met,
0: and we had like this week long fairy tale. One day she looked at me and she said, You're a white soul. Basically, she had explained to me that it means that I'm like just a pure energy. She felt that for me. She was very spiritual. So she just told me this, and I was like, Okay. And after this, all these people were saying these things. I was like, I wanna know more. Like, what even is this? And through that friendship, I just started connecting with all of them. So one night they were like, Lexi, we're having a moon circle. Come to our moon circle. We would all hang out and we would meditate. And in these gatherings, in these circles, it's just like, it was a room full of people who were just happy you were there. Mm. Like they were happy to share space with you and hold space for you. And that was something I wasn't used to because being in a, in a family with six kids is- Same. We're always, we're always trying to get our word in. We're always trying to be heard
1: or like impress mom. Nice. So this community was a really, really big part of your healing process of making you really feel heard, seen, and like you belonged and were loved and accepted. What other things were a part of your healing journey that really helped you harness this power that you have today? Attending
0: New York City Pride, believe it or not. Being in a space around people like you dressing however they wanted, kissing whoever they wanted, and just doing whatever they wanted, being surrounded by the LGBTQ plus community was, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like a feeling you can't explain. Like if you go to a pride, you feel the energy. It's just love. And you realize and you learn that the only thing in life that matters is the frequency of love. Being in that space, I was like, I want everyone to feel like this all the time. Mm. That was it. I was like, I want the world to be like this every single day.
1: So is it fair to say that the combination of these things that are all a part of your process of healing and accepting yourself and feeling like you have a purpose in the world, all of this played a part in the purpose you live today? Yes.
0: In my household, I was that, you know, I broke the barrier for things that are different and same thing at school. And that's why it was so scary because being number one, I created a pathway of something that was different and scary. And when you're the first person to do something, you get a lot of hate, you get a lot of weird looks, you get a lot of judgment.
1: I love that you were so young, but so self-aware of really taking things that felt like painful experiences and choosing not to fall victim to them. Instead, choosing to use that power to create something that you wanted for yourself and then sharing that energy with other people. I think that's extremely powerful. So what does it look like today with you living your purpose? Mm.
0: I had moments where I went off and did different things. I got into more of my creative identity, and I was like, I want to be a creator. So I started producing music videos, and I was a creative director. I was a photographer. I had my own photography business. I just wanted to try everything. I became a model. I started dancing. I got into acting. And I put a lot of time into my creative expression, which I love and I want to continue doing. And I hope through my creative expression, I can still get my why and my purpose across and Mm -hmm. help people live their authentic, you know, I feel like that's my purpose really is to help people embody and live their authenticity. Come to today, I'm now leading with my partner, James, we're leading wellness events. So those are again, similar to our moon circles. We're bringing those events back and holding these safe spaces. We're actually on tour right now. So we have an event in Miami and New York coming up where we just do a self-love workshop. We get to that point of just reminding people they're not alone and creating that same feeling that I once had. I don't want people to feel like that, you know? So creating a safe space for people to heal and feel that support that I once did, which is really cool that I'm just like recreating my own experience almost for others. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the nightlife is creating, you know, those fun, loving, dancing spaces where you could just be yourself. And I'm also starting... Come the new year, I'm starting some group travel trips where I'll be hosting some group travel trips for the community as well for us to be able to also feel safe when we travel because there's so many places in the world where same-sex marriage is illegal. Dressing a certain Mm. way is illegal. Kissing someone of the same gender is weird and illegal. So just trying to break the way and create a path for us to be
1: safe and do what we love and be who we are while traveling. I want to know how this has changed your life because you have changed so many other people's lives with helping them find out who they are. How has doing this work changed your life?
0: Hmm. That's a good question.
1: I feel free.
0: I am so hard on myself. And when I think about these events I've done and I think about all the people who have just cried and smiled at the same time in my face and hugged me and thanked me. I thank them 10 times more because they help me stay on that track of knowing who I am and feeling safe with who I am. And it's given me that freedom and that peace in my own brain.
1: It sounds like the work that you do, you living a purposeful life is what helps you move past your own tough moments. Because as people in the self-help, self-improvement industry, we do take on a lot of heavy energy when we're helping other people transform their lives and so in order to get through the energy of the shit we go on through our own life is it safe to say that your work is kind of what helps you continue to thrive and to stay on track with that yeah definitely
0: the work i do although holding space can be draining because obviously as an empath you're taking on all these energies and hearing about others negative experiences it's like whoa Like, you know, you feel it, you feel for them, you empathize and you have compassion and it's created an insane amount of gratitude in my life. It just reminds me how important it is to have alone time and have me time and have my time to recharge and my peace. And that is the most expensive thing I own.
1: Same. My peace. (laughs) All right, let's take a quick break. What would it feel like to be completely satisfied in all areas of your life? Being healthy and happy, having peace of mind, great relationships, complete freedom, deeper levels of joy and pleasure, and the clarity and focus to create your best work. Your sexual energy gives you the power to do this. Because it's good for more than just sex, it's a powerful creative force that can be used to create anything you want in life. And I want to help you harness that power in my new digital experience where pleasure is transformed into power. This is a VIP level experience for a small group of people. So be the first to know when doors open this spring by signing up for the VIP list at ashkristin.com slash VIP. That's A-S-H-C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N.com slash VIP. Let's get back to the show. I've learned through my healing journey that the greatest thing I can show people is honesty and vulnerability. And not having it together takes the most courage in the world to be able to show people. I don't have it together 100% of the time. I'm still breaking habits. I still go through shit. I still have my moments of doubt. Here's the thing. I have tools that I know I can turn to to work through it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely.
0: That almost makes me think too as well of like, social media is another thing that's scary. And even just the other day, I got some hate things on a thing that I'm still trying to let go of. But I'm like, I'm in this process, this mental process of like, (sighs) like, delete the comment, either delete the comment or like, take the time to remember your truth and know that you are not what they're saying you are, you know, you're not a bad person, you're not judging other people, because people make assumptions and they want to ruin your day and all these things. That's something I'm still learning to overcome with social media is the judgment and the insecurity. And that brings us back to my whole childhood of just wanting to fit in. So a lot of the times I don't post. Really? A lot of the times I make something and I'm afraid to post it because I'm afraid
1: of all the comments and the backlash I'm going to get. This really brings up an interesting point for me of like... How do you find that balance? Maybe you haven't found it yet of being a creator, because again, we're number ones, we're visionaries, we create the rules. So how do you find that balance of being a creator and like paving away and then also just like staying true to who you are while also still being compassionate? and keeping other people's feelings in mind because I mean this kind of reminds me of the example of Dave Chappelle right Dave Chappelle is a very controversial comedian because for him he's like I'm speaking my truth there are people that get offended by that truth so they try to suppress that power and that creativity so is there a balance for us to find or is it just like all right we kind of have to step around other people's feelings even if it's true for us what's that look like for you?
0: I remind myself that, look, I did the best I could. My intentions were pure, I meant well. So I do try to just mentally remind myself of that to like not let it get to me. And then of course, just with the balances, like I do try to mediate the commentary. I can't sit and explain myself for every little thing that happens, especially on
1: social media. I totally feel you on just like even finding that balance. Like you said, you do the best you can with the resources and tools that are available to you. And as long as you are still open to learning and evolving, great. And at the same time, I do think that some things will just trigger, I want to say, people that have wounds that are unhealed and willing to heal those wounds. And I think that triggers are very helpful reminders that there's some inner work that needs to be done. I don't think that's in all cases. Some things are just plain offensive and wrong. Right. But, you know, when we're just being us and people are like, how dare you? It's like, how dare you? <laughs> right? It's like, how, how dare you? And it's just like, how dare you? Literally that. I try so hard to be
0: loving to myself and that's why I'm able to do that with others, love other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And I make that space to do it. So when people don't have that capacity to love, it's like, I just feel for them and I just want them to heal. And I'm like, you deserve to feel how I feel because how I feel towards my self-confidence and self-love and that peace. I can lay in bed at night. And just be happy to be alive and go to bed.
1: So that's actually one of my biggest rules or boundaries, I should say, in terms of who I decide to let into my life is are you kind to yourself? Can I tell that you love yourself based on the actions that you're taking in life, based on the way that you talk to yourself? Because if you can't give that to yourself, you must certainly don't have the capacity to give it to me. Because your version of love looks very different than how I define love. So I don't think that we are in an energetic match. Wow. So that's my biggest way of determining the people that I want in my life. And I think that when we experience the people that are sending hateful comments to you because they want to be malicious and they hate themselves, I think those are reminders of why we are here. Those are reminders of our purpose. Those are reminders that we are so damn loving that people are still triggered by it because they see it as a fear. They see it as a threat to their existence because they're fighting so hard for this identity to be a victim, to be fearful, to hate the world. And we are just a reminder that you don't have to you can let your guard down and to them the unknown is scary so I think of that as a reminder of okay great so this is why I'm here thank you duly noted
0: that's powerful (laughs) going into the new year and my theme for 2024 is quality over quantity Mm -hmm. with friendships with events with any life experiences I have I don't want to go to the bar and talk about nothing. I don't want to just go out every weekend and make friends at the club dancing. I'm over it. I'm good off of that. I don't want to be with friends who can't control how many drinks they have. And like, I don't want to be around friends who need alcohol to have fun. Same. That is so big. And I'm someone who does not drink.
1: Same. Right? (laughs) So like,
0: but I could be around you and I could support it. Cool, yeah, have some drinks. But I want to be around people who have fun going to yoga classes. I want to be around people who have fun laying down and journaling at the park together. Those are things that make me happy. And those are things that better my health and my mental health, my physical health. Like how can I make this align with my purpose and sit well with how I want my career, my future to look and just taking control of my life and creating it and making it look like that.
1: I love that. And I love that you understand that you are the creator of your life. It's all about Again, that perspective shift like you've had through your healing journey and even just how I was saying like those people that want to pick a fight with you are reminders for why we're here. Right. It's a reminder that we are love at our core, but sometimes it gets so damn distorted that we see ourselves as hateful beings and we become those people and expect the world to all be those people. And it's like, hey, let me help you shift that energy (laughs) so you can see yourself in this divine light. Let me help you understand that love actually exists and that you can take this pain away and turn it into power.
0: (laughs) And sometimes with the hate stuff too, really listen to people. No more blaming people you did this, you did this. Hey, I feel this way. How do you feel? And creating that safe and nonviolent communication is just...
1: I agree. I mean, I think that if we learned how to listen, it would absolutely change the world and uplift the global consciousness. So many times we listen to be right versus listening to understand. And I experienced that a lot growing up. I still experience it today. But when I try to come from the point of understanding someone, it makes the actions that I take totally different than if I was just trying to listen to be right. You know yep. what I'm
0: saying? In a and conversation. I, and I still catch myself in that today. Talking to somebody, I'm saying something, I'm like, hmm. I was like, am I just trying to be right right now? Right, you know? yeah. And I'll have to take a step back, I'll have to take a deep breath. And you don't take
1: a backseat.
0: People don't breathe either. If you're in a conversation, just and it will do wonders. It will do wonders. Like just taking a breath, man, and really thinking about What you want to say. Are you saying this because you feel like you have to? Are you saying this because you really want to say it?
1: I know we talked about several things that people can really do to shift their mindset, to change their lives. But if there's a person right now that has this fear of being deserted, fear of being alone, fear that they can't be their authentic self, that they have to people please, what can they do right now? One thing they can do every day to understand that they are not alone, that they are enough that they can fully be free and be their authentic self? How can they get to that place where you have God? One thing, get to know yourself. What other people tell you you are and how you are,
0: you're going to start unwrapping things and realize all of these things are just beliefs and different things that people made assumptions about you or judged you for, and you made it your identity. Just take the time to be by yourself. Be by yourself and ask yourself who you are. Do different journal entries. Hey, what are 20 things I like to do? What are five things I'd actually want to
1: make money doing every day? And I know you said that you have a lot of things coming up. You've got retreats. You're on a world tour right now. What else do we have to look forward from you?
0: Mm, Well, I have my YouTube channel, Lexperience. So that's where I share all my travel experiences. So I'm so excited to keep continuing that as well. I have a very exciting, similar to this, I have a little sit down. So in the new year, I'll be dropping more episodes on Lexperience, but there's a little sequel to it, and it's called A Sit Down experience. Okay. So it's where I sit down with somebody, and I'd love to have you on there as well. I'd be honored. I have the group travel trips. If you want to travel with me and learn about yourself... Definitely head over and check those out. I have a few more tickets. There's a Costa Rica trip. There's a trip to Argentina. Nice. So I'm planning some group trips for the LGBTQIA plus community and allies
1: because all are welcome. And yeah, I would say those are my main things. Well, I'm looking forward to it for sure. And let us know, you told us your YouTube channel, where can we follow you? Where can we really learn more about you to keep up with all these projects you have coming up? Yes.
0: So on... Mostly, I'll probably be sharing everything on Instagram and on YouTube. So on Instagram, it's Lexi Peters, L-E-X-I-E-P-E-T-E-R-S-S. And the YouTube channel is also Lexi Peters, but you can find it under Lexperience.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story. You're greatly appreciated. And everybody who wants to stay up to date with Lexi Peters, go ahead and look out for her social media contact information in our episode notes and our show notes. It's time for the super tool of the episode. Each episode will end with something that'll help supercharge your life, health, relationships, and business. And this week, I want to invite you to connect with your body. So I want you to relax. Close your eyes. Put your hand over your heart center. And realize that You are love at your core. You are powerful. You are infinite. You are complete. I want you to agree to accept yourself unconditionally. Agree to continue to pour all of the love and energy into yourself that you need to be your best self, to create your best work, to be your healthiest self, and to thrive. Accept that you are the creator of your life. You decide this human experience that you have on this earth. Realize that your potential, your growth is limitless that you are here for a greater purpose. Maybe you found that purpose. Maybe you haven't gotten clear on it yet. But you will be guided. Open yourself up to continue receiving the guidance from the universe, from the highest source of energy there is. Realize that that source of energy resides in you, which gives you the power to heal your life, to create anything that you want, to be anything that you want, to be truly happy, to be truly at peace. And when you're ready, slowly open your eyes and come back into your body. Thanks for joining us today. For more tools, resources, and access to behind the scenes content, follow us on Instagram at Remember Who Podcast. And if you haven't already, please follow the show, rate, and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Until then, remember you are appreciated, you are valued, and you are enough. Have a good one.